0: Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. JLD here ends a welcome It's episode 1824 of EO Fire, where I chat with entrepreneurs on fire seven days a week. Productivity, discipline, focus, those are my three greatest strengths, Fire Nation. They can be yours too. Simply visit themasteryjournal.com. Master all three skills in 100 days. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, hannah davis hannah are you prepared to ignite i am let's do it hannah's the ceo of bangs shoes she started bangs when she was 22 to try to make an impact and make the world a better place now at 29 hannah is leveraging her profitable company for global impact hannah take a minute fill in some gaps from that intro and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life
1: Yeah, so it's just so funny to hear that Um, the introduction of bangs lasted twenty seconds, and seven years later, you know, (laughs) it's definitely um, gone a little bit, a little bit more energy uh, into that. So I, I have a political science degree and a minor in Mandarin. Really, neither of which has anything to do with what I'm doing today. And um, I graduated from college in 2009, which I'm sure all of your listeners are very aware that that was right when the housing market crashed. So I graduated college literally into the worst economy that the United States had seen in decades. So it was a really awesome time to outsource myself. Um, So I I think like like most college age students I wanted to try to find a way to get paid to travel um, and so I decided to sign a contract teaching English in China for a year um, you know I took my minor in Mandarin and my interest in um, Chinese culture and, and and went over there for. and the goal was um, you know like you have the plan like I'm going to go I'm going to do this for a year and then my plan's going to be this so the plan was to go teach English in China for a year I studied for the LSAT I was going to go to law school and then uh, got over there, and I found um, that, you know, w- while I was there, I was having all these conversations with uh, people who graduated and were lucky enough to get jobs right out of college. And um, what I found pretty consistently across a, a variety of different sectors people who are in graduate school, people in the fashion industry, people in technology, people doing consulting that. Most people were unhappy in their jobs, and that was so terrifying to me. So, again, I think like most college age students, I wanted to find a way to to leverage my life and my limited time that I had to try to help people and and make the world a better place. And so, I started researching. So, if I have this desire, if I have this drive to try to help people, like what does that look like? And I think the most obvious one is, um, you work in the nonprofit space. So I started looking into that, and what I found was that these uh, these nonprofit jobs looked a lot like really similar to people that work in the corporate space but they just people made like, like a fourth the amount of money and they were working just as hard um, and so I was like oh that just doesn't look like what I was hoping it looked like and then of course I had like all my bills and so um, you know you hit the real world and try to figure out how to make it worth work um, you know acknowledging all these things about what you want like what is career, what does success and happiness look like out of your career um, so acknowledging all of that I I, um, my teaching contract to China was coming to an end and I realized that I just still didn't have a plan you know I was um, that I, that I was really happy with so um, I was researching all these different options um, for for and I came across this, this word that I'd never heard before called social business. And, you know, right now you hear a lot of people, the social entrepreneur thing is really, um, it's definitely trending. There's a lot of people that are doing this now. But in 2009, 2010, it wasn't, I don't think, quite as um, as as – frequent and I looked at companies like Tom's and Patagonia and I was just so inspired by these people that were using a business plan as a tool to affect social change and I was like this is it like this is what I want to do it's a way to help people um and also, you can find a way to pay your rent and pay for food, um, and it sort of answered all my questions uh, or and and hopes that I had for my career. So I was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna do it." <laughs> and so um, I, you know, at this around the same time, I had also done what any other I think 22 year old in China would have done, and i I'd, I'd gone shopping and and looked around and gone um, onto all these night markets and there was this style of shoe that was worn by chinese workers and farmers that you could literally buy off the side of the road it wasn't like a branded uh shoe or anything and so i um i purchased one of these pairs of shoes and um you know carried on my way and then when my teaching contract ended and i decided i was going to try to do some sort of social business i literally sat up in bed one day and i had like the textbook aha moment and i'll never forget it i I slammed my hands like down on my bed. I shot up and I went, oh my gosh, it's the shoes. And from then I decided, um, you know, I I was really passionate about, um, about sustainable development. I know that that phrase is like really overused, but I loved the idea of providing opportunities versus stuff. Um, So we decided, uh, or I decided I was going to leverage this style of shoe to create a company that helps people, um, you know, the idea of, teaching Amanda fish versus giving Amanda fish. So, um, the company is called bangs. Uh, we have, uh, or we, the, 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 name comes from the Chinese character for the word help. Um, and today we have sold, um, you know, thousands of pairs of shoes to countries around the world and invested in 700 entrepreneurs in 63 countries.
0: So Hannah, in just one sentence, how would you define your area of expertise today?
1: I would say that I've gotten really good at social media. So our our, our target demographic is aged 18 to 24, which is just I'm I'm aging out of it, yeah. which is depressing. <laughs> but but um so what that means is that we have to know how to talk to our customers and all of our customers are on social media. So it's just sort of like a sink or swim thing that I've become uh, I don't even know. S- somebody might call me an expert in social well, media. Well,
0: what don't we know as entrepreneurs about social media that you've found out as an expert?
1: I don't know if I've, I've defin- if I've discovered this, but of course, I mean, of course I didn't, but I've, I feel like I've definitely gotten really good at leveraging uh, the community that's built around the brand to build our social media. So I see a lot of companies spending thousands and thousands of dollars on curated photo shoots and trying to make sure that their feed is all perfect. And of course, having a curated Instagram feed and making sure your branding is all the same is, is is one of the only thing that really matters, you know, making sure everything's consistent. But I would say that most people don't know or or leverage their community enough. Um, you know, everybody talks about being authentic and what's the most um the easiest and the most real way to be authentic is to actually pull images and pull stories from the people that are physically wearing your product. and that is that's how we've built bank shoes.
0: Hannah, you haven't been an entrepreneur for a super long time, but you've been an entrepreneur long enough to have both the ups and the downs. And what I want you to talk about next is not just any down, but the lowest of the low. Take us to your worst entrepreneurial moment to date. Tell us that story.
1: Oh my gosh. Why would you bring me there? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do best. Uh, yes. So I I have there's one moment and I think about this all the time actually. Uh so it was you know, we actually you know you start with your aha moment and you start with the up and and you know we by many counts were were failed in the first couple of years and this was in that like fail section of the bang shoes development and i had this really incredible opportunity to go talk to this venture capitalist this really really successful guy i was so excited i was like this is going to game change this is going to turn us around and i mean you know not all venture capitalists are terrifying but this this one in particular was one of your stereotypical, terrifying dudes. And I go in like, you know, I might have been 25 or 26, like big smile, like the, I'm going to reach for the stars. The world is my oyster. I can do anything on my mind too. I go in and this guy, I mean, for an hour and a half, looked me in the eye and told me why my company was going to fail. Mm. And, and it was it was one of the, the most like, difficult things to sit through because I had already put years and years into de- developing this and it's, you know, you, it's your blood, sweat, and your tears and your baby. And it's like, you know, to listen to somebody with so much more experience tell you with, and, and the craziest and saddest thing was, is that he was like, everything he said had a, had a point. He wasn't just like being mean. He had statistics and reasons. And I laughed like, Deflated doesn't describe it. (laughs) What's
0: one of the things that he said that you're just like, ouch, that cut like a knife?
1: he basically was like, why, like, why would anybody buy these shoes when there's, when Vans and Converse, like your product is bad. You're, um, you're not doing something new enough. And you know, I, I just stepped back and I was like, well, we've got, you know, we, it's not like we hadn't sold any shoes at that point. But I, you know, when I looked at our, our branding and our, our product next to these other shoes, I was like, you know what, he's not wrong. And it, it, it was really like, I kind of, I, w- I got depressed after that. I mean, how can you not? When this guy like I would go to him and listen to him and take advice from him tells me that I'm gonna be a failure and I went and like thought about it and, and, and it really was one of the that conversation, that lowest of the low was definitely a turning point for me because it made me really uh think and evaluate, you know, what are we doing and how can we improve it without, you know, you don't wanna listen to everything everybody has to say, but what what was he Pinpoint absolutely right on, and well, and what was I the improve?
0: pinpoint? Like, what was the biggest takeaway? If you could just name one thing that you kind of walked away with that you implemented into your brand,
1: we improved our product. Product is the only thing that or the, it's all starts with. Great product,
0: Hannah. You've had a lot of great ideas. I mean, obviously, focusing on product is one of them. That's an aha moment that you walked away for, uh, with from that meeting. Amongst other things, social media, et cetera, we've talked about a few things, but take us to one of the biggest aha moments you've had today. One of those great ideas that you've actually implemented within your business and kind of walk us through that story and how you turned it into success.
1: I was definitely an activist in college, and I was a part of all of these different organizations that were um, socially focused. And I remember in college, my roommate, her name was Katie, was a part of this organization uh, called Feel Good. And it was this idea that you sell grilled cheeses um, on college campus. Well, you weren't selling them. You were giving them away in exchange for donations. And then 100% of those that money that you raised was donated to The Hunger Project. And I was like, Katie, you know, my roommate learned about this idea while she was doing um, Semester at Sea. And she brought it back and and I was like, that's that's never gonna work. Like you're never gonna be able to do anything. And but I was like, it's my roommate, I'm gonna help her. And the, we set up a booth and the first booth that I mean, if you can imagine, it's like giving the grilled cheese sandwiches, it's college football. I went to Clemson <laughs> University, so people are tailgating, you know, and every who doesn't want a grilled cheese sandwich. You must
0: sandwich? be pretty fired up about the recent national championship, huh?
1: I was there. You I were was there. <laughs> wow. I was there. I was on the forty yard line. It was amazing. So cool. <laughs> Yeah um and and so the first the first feel good booth that we set up on Clemson's campus we raised over $1000 and when you're getting like $1 donations it it really it literally blew my mind because I was what what it said to me was that um, people care and you have to just figure out how to mobilize them and communicate to them in a way that they can interact with and so i i wanted to try to replicate that model so i actually i ended up reaching out to the feel good's founder and said how did you build this program you know they so basically they had this one autonomous unit set up these um different uh little pods on different campuses and they empower these people to set up these booths. So I was like, I I love that. I want to replicate that for Bang Shoes. And so um, what we found out, so I I did that. So I I talked to Kristen, the founder of Feel Good. She helped me, provided some some amazing insight. And then you know, we, we tried to replicate it. But what we found, and this was also actually a really important realization for any kind of social entrepreneur, is that I realized we are not a nonprofit. And the model that might work for a nonprofit does not work for a business. Um, and so we had to move and shift and change and, um, you know, learn some of those learnings and, you know, to talking to people in different ways. You know, we're not, at, we don't want them to sell. We don't want them to give away products. So then, how do you push this mission forward, get this brand out there um, in a way that people care about? And so, some of those, some of the things that, that Feel Good does clearly didn't work for Bangs. And I think some of the things that Bangs does might not work for Feel Good. But um, the Brand Ambassador Program now has 2,600 participants. So we started with zero in 2012 and then went from zero to 10. And I remember when we hit 50, I was like, oh my gosh, like how are we ever going to manage this? (laughs) Um, And then growing from 50 to 150 and then we had this explosion. The year that we went from um, 3,000 Instagram followers to 30,000 Instagram followers, the brand ambassador program grew not quite at that rate, but we went from 150 to like how do you handle 1,000? And, you know, that growth is just incredible. Um, and so we've leveraged different technology. On one of your recent podcasts, you mentioned Zapier. Zapier, I don't know how to pronounce it. And that is a lifesaver. <laughs> yeah, big time. Um, the, the BA program has just been a game changer for us in general.
0: Fire Nation, if you think Hannah's been dropping value bombs thus far, you've been right. But guess what? She's got some more coming up in the lightning round when we get back from thanking our sponsors. If you're not much of a designer, but are looking for ideas for your next logo, website design, or even new business cards, then DesignCrowd can help. DesignCrowd gives you access to over 550,000 creative minds from around the world who will help you come up with your next design. Plus, DesignCrowd makes it super simple. All you have to do is submit your brief, and then designers will begin submitting quality designs for you to review. Provide some constructive feedback, and you can quickly generate multiple designs that you love and that fit your needs. Why pay expensive fees and wait weeks for an agency to pitch an idea when you can have exactly what you need within just three days? Design Crowd is so confident—if you don't like any of the submitted designs, they'll give you your money back. Visit designcrowd.com/fire for a special one hundred dollars. VIP offer for Fire Nation. That's D E S I G N C R O W D dot com slash fire. Question Fire Nation. What do Maine and California have in common? Students from these states and many others are studying entrepreneurship at Oklahoma State University. Here's the deal the Oklahoma State Masters in Entrepreneurship program is offered both on the Stillwater campus and fully online. It's a 33 credit hour program that can be completed in just 18 months, and it's ideal for someone who wants to increase their career mobility or start their own business. Students also get to compete. In national business plan competitions, and one team won $160,000 in prize money this year. Plus, their Masters in Entrepreneurship program has been named the most affordable online Masters in Entrepreneurship program in the country by AffordableColleges.com. To learn more about the award winning Oklahoma State University's Masters in Entrepreneurship program, text the word More Info, that's all one word, to 77453. That's more info, all one word to seven seven four five three Hannah, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds let 's do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: The biggest thing that was holding me back was myself, and I know that 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 does that's kind of cliche, but I think that Fear—it's such a problem for a lot of entrepreneurs, and I think people um, care about what their families are going to think or what their friends are going to think. And I was—I was definitely in that category. Um, It—it's it, once I sort of realized that people. And this, I, I I hear it in my head and I don't mean it to sound mean, but that people don't really care and they care and people want you to be successful, but no one is like looking that closely at what you're doing.
0: No, Hannah, that's a common, common theme of this show. I mean, it's the, the you know, just thought that everybody's looking at us all the time, caring about everything that we're doing, judging us at all times. And Fire Nation is just not the case. People have their own lives, their own concerns, and they think that you're looking and judging them. You know, it's that quote that when you're 20, you're so worried about what everybody thinks about you. When you're 40, you finally stop caring about what everybody thinks about you. And then when you're 80, you realize that nobody was ever caring about you in the first place. And again, not that like to be mean, like not in a mean way, it's just they had their own things to worry about, so what's the best advice you've ever received?
1: The best advice I ever received was to think about the life that I, that you want when you're sixty and envision it you know what does your house look like what is where are you where are you eating dinner who's around you where are you living like go into the most intense granular detail of what your perfect life's life looks like when you're sixty and then start making decisions today that put you on the path to reach that. And what that meant was that I had to really challenge myself and pinpoint what were my priorities. And I think that that ultimately led to the creation of bangs, you know, kind of going through that process and saying, you know, at a certain point, you know, money is important. You have to be able to support yourself and your family. But I do feel really passionate about leveraging any kind of money that I might make in my experience to help other people and then backpedaling it instead of saying, oh, today, you know, I want to try to do this. um, Instead, have, you know, challenge yourself to envision what your future looks like and then do baby steps to get there.
0: What's a personal habit that contributes to your success?
1: Yoga. Yoga, without a doubt, has changed my, the way that I do business, the way I interact with people. Uh, it's, it, you know, I think a lot of people suffer from, you know, that fear that we just talked about or different forms of anxiety or not being able to turn your brain off. I think a lot of entrepreneurs can't turn it off. And yoga has been an amazing practice to help me, um, you know, my mind stay sane <laughs> through this whole thing <laughs> and also, um, you know, try to stay keep your body active as much as you can.
0: Share one internet resource.
1: Zapier, Zapier. That's my favorite right now. Uh, and then, of course, good old Google Drive. It's my my two favorite. My my old faithfuls, my business partner, and I always joke if Google Drive were to crash for one reason or another, we would be in a pickle.
0: <laughs> Recommend <laughs> one book and share why. Uh,
1: the Good Earth and by Pearl S. Buck. And it was no real... Business value add, but I think sometimes entrepreneurs need that. Just a good, a good book, and and of course, um, it's well, it's it's set in uh, emperor times of Asia, and I, I really love that. Of course, there's um, roots in the bangs brand from Asia. So I I really enjoyed that one. And it was just make, it gives you some perspective and makes you grateful for sure.
0: Hannah, let's end today on fire with you giving us a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you and then we'll say goodbye.
1: So I would say if, uh, if you have an idea, then Pursue it now, do it today. Uh, someone recently told me that if you're not embarrassed, like full on embarrassed by the first iteration of your product or your service, then you waited too long to put it out. And yeah, I that's believe- a
0: Reed Hoffman by LinkedIn quote right there. Great quote.
1: So good. And then if you're interested in getting in touch with me, I can be reached through Instagram. The Bangs Instagram is Bang Shoes, and my personal one is Hannah C. Davis. I'm on there all day long and would love to hear from you and be in touch.
0: Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with HD and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type Hannah in the search bar. Her show notes page will pop right up with everything that we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz, timestamps, links galore. And Hannah, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. See ya. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Hannah today. And I have created four incredible courses so that you can master productivity, accomplish goals, create funnels, and webinars that actually convert. They are free. That's the best part. And they're waiting for you at eofire.com. I will catch you there, or I'll catch you on the flip side. Ready to study entrepreneurship? Check out the Oklahoma State Masters in Entrepreneurship program. To learn more about their award winning program, text the word more info. That's all one word to 77453. That's more info, all one word to 77453.